I'm here with Freya and Anna from a crew based in Copenhagen, Denmark called Club Mafia. So listen up.
Club Mafia is Safer Space Ambassador Crew based in Copenhagen and we consist of around 40 people. Most of them are femme or female identifying people and we all have some sort of relation to clubbing scene in Copenhagen or we have like a activistic background in some way. And it's a very new crew that was formed back in, I think, September last year. And it has kind of taken shape from the people who have engaged in it and all the, like, everything that was put on our plate from when we began. Our main objective in Club Mafia is to try to make nightlife a safer and more fun for more different people. Because as we see it today, the nightlife in Copenhagen and the rest of Denmark, for that sake, is a place where it's very often that you experience some sort of discrimination. One of the reasons why why that happens is because I think the nightlife in Copenhagen since has been created has been created as a sort of free space, and we like freedom in Club Mafia, but we all often see this freedom taken by the people who already have a lot of space everywhere. So Club Mafia was to try to was to try to make the nightlife more inclusive and to make it more diverse and to make it safer for the people who don't have all the privileges and the people who who have a lot of concerns before going out or who maybe don't even go out. There is a we have a way of doing it but I think maybe Fire, you should tell like how we are on the floor. Um yeah so my involvement in Club Mafia is more um like activistic. I'm more on the floor as a Club Mafia <clears throat> safer space ambassador. So what we do is we're usually two people depending on the size of the party, but usually two people on the floor. Um and we wear visible patches and then we just sort of roam the party trying to blend in as much as possible and then if we see some kind of situation that looks uncomfortable to someone we might intervene and um, first and foremost try to talk to the person that seems like um, uncomfortable with the situation talk to them first and ask them like hey are you okay with what's going on and if they're not we'll try to talk to the perpetrator (laughs) ask them like do you are you aware that this person is uncomfortable with what you're doing and yeah trying to cultivate some kind of conversation between the two or if we just see someone who's drunk and like annoying people in the dance floor like in Denmark there's a quite an intense drinking culture like people get really shit-faced <laughs> and that often brings about really annoying situations on the dance floor where people are so drunk they don't like they don't know what's going on around them and they're bumping into people and so we'll just lightly touch them on the shoulder and say like hey maybe you should go get a glass of water or something and just try to like take the like the conflicts or the conversations that people would rather not do when they're partying themselves and just want to let loose. And, and I think also it, it's a, an initial creative because we have been going to a lot of parties that actually have a code of conduct, uh, some sort of policy and, and what we 
see in, in many cases is that they write out no discriminatory behavior, no, and, and, and the list often goes like no racism, no sexism, no transphobia, no ableism, and blah, blah, blah. And the reason I say blah, blah, blah is because we have heard this this list so many times and not seen it act upon. That's very, my perspective, seen this, all these uh, rules and guidelines not being acted upon. And in the nightlife, now the only people who are actually in charge of the safety um, at a party is the doorman. And they often have no, have no um, education in how to handle other discriminatory behavior than violence. This violence is often violence done by men to men. And that's kind of their main uh, focus and also maybe their only experience they've had on their own bodies. And Club Market was to try to make an alternative to go to talk to the, the doorman. Also, I did a survey about doorman and it showed that three out of four people are not comfortable in contacting the doorman if they experience any sort of bad behavior. Um, so Club Mafia is also there to be like the alternative to the doorman that you are not comfortable in talking to and to be someone that you know have your back and we haven't, no one in Club Mafia has an education in this, but all of the members have tried on their own bodies what it feels like to be treated in a sexist way or in a racist way. They have kind of been through these things themselves. So it's also to to have someone representing some sort of safety who you can talk to in a more eye level. But yes, I would say that it's a regular thing to be discriminated against in the Copenhagen nightlife. It has been my own experience since I started going out. And when I started going out, I wasn't as reflected about it as I am now. So I would take it as something that happens because I was going out. And and I think, and then I started to like say something to it and I would often get the answer like, it's the nightlife. I don't know how to say it, but like, it's a party, relax. And when I talked to my friends, I realized they had the same experiences. And then when you look at it on a more, if you check out the service that has been done in this area, you can see that every second person has experienced discriminatory behavior while going out the last year. That was what the survey said. It's a common thing. And I also see Copenhagen as a being running behind in comparison to other cities in this matter. And also I've worked as a picker at a technical club in Copenhagen called Vesilne. People don't necessarily respect the rules that are presented at the door. They think it's up for discussion. Berlin, for instance, or Amsterdam, I don't think people are going to discuss with you as much. But I think also to like contextualize a bit, like the party scene, the clubbing scene that we're part of right now is like, it's fairly new in like in the way that it is right now. I mean, of course, there's been techno in Copenhagen for a long time, but it's been going like up and down. And then some years ago, like four, four years ago, I think the this like um, wave of more politically aware techno parties started with um, the crew fast forward that started throwing parties. So, so this whole thing of like having techno parties and nightlife in general mixed up 
with some sort of activistic or political approach is is kind of new and also the scene is very small like denmark is a small country copenhagen is a tiny village compared to other cities so a lot of the people who come to the parties are not necessarily aware of this like this approach or this way of partying so we have like cup mafia also has like a really big sort of educational like a a huge educational task um to do with getting this whole um yeah just like basically people coming into the copenhagen nightlife who have no idea what it even means to not be sexist Mm, i think it's also good that Freya right now she's also pointing out that we have the copenhagen nightlife and then we have the copenhagen rave scene yeah and then we are talking about two very different things. But and, f- and our task is in the Copenhagen rave clubbing scene and not in the general nightlife, because that would be, for now at least, because that would be a really big task. Mm. Club Mafia is actually always hired by the event or by the club. There is a lot of people who think we, we just show up. And, and we have this very, very activistic uh, approach. But actually the clubs hire us. And from the beginning in starting up Club Mafia, it was also actually to try to create jobs that are paid, like paid activism, illegal places, legal parties, and mm. established nightclubs. But there are a lot of people think that we... Do it for fun. There's like a big, like like a larger system that you're integrated in, and you're you become part of like this bigger picture, like a um, a larger party structure. Yeah, we do. But we what we do is, I think, fire. You do the same when you're when you are on job for Club Mafia as you would do when you're not in yeah. a way. So when we are hired for the job and wearing the patches, it's more like a symbol of the safer space and an enforcement of our word if we go into a situation that happens for because I would say like yeah I don't think me and Freya has become more like uh, I think we what we do in Club Mafia is what we did before as well. Club Mafia patches on it's a bit more conceptualized and enforced. Also recognized as an actual job yeah. that you're doing. No, just that I I also like when I'm wearing the patches and I'm on the job, I also I'm I'm of course like doing a job and not partying as much as I would if I wasn't wearing the patch. But but for sure we're also what we're also trying to do with Club Mafia is like bring about a more general sense of of trying to enforce um these like um, guidelines for uh, like a nicer way of partying. So we also hope that it like wears off on other people, that more people feel like they, um, that they dare to like go up and tell someone that what they're doing isn't okay or to. um, Yeah. We try to empower people to stand up for their friends and stand up for themselves. And also to be the symbol that we at this party, let's, Let's be nice to each other. Let's not have any bullshit. And let's, we try to symbolize that the best parties is something we have a common responsibility for. 
And I don't know if it's like a Danish mentality, but when you combine rules and guidelines with the word party, people see it as if we are like a police unit, policing people around and so surveilling. Yeah, and like trying to ruin the fun. So I can't do anything anymore. And I think we are like, when we have this safer space, we can basically do anything we want. And, mm. and I think you just said it really nicely in the scene. Yeah, that like part of what we're trying to do is also to create a space where where more people are able to experience more freedom, as as we talked about in the beginning, like that it's not about limiting people's options but more about creating a space where it feels safe for more people to like explore how they want to go out and what they want to do when they are out and i also have a really great example of it actually because um i wasn't i wasn't there myself because i was out doing a talk for club mafia but fire just arranged a party with bedside production which is a um, feminist porn um, production company, yeah, yeah. Porn, which is a feminist porn production company who threw a party at Vesulne, the techno crib in Copenhagen, and they did a lot of work to um, maybe you should actually save yourself, but but just you did a lot of work to prepare the guests that were coming for what space that it was, and it was a sex positive party. Mm. And there was a dress code where you were told to bring your sexiest outfit. And for what I heard, that was, and you had four Club Mafia members on the floor. Mm -hmm. And what I hear from that party is that it was a very, very nice, sexy party with great vibes. Yeah. Yeah, you could really feel how this um, this actual safer space were um we're empowering people to try out new things and yeah, explore their own like um, identity and what like what they wanted to try out at, in this specific kind of space. And yeah, it was I, yeah, it was a good example of how a safer space actually provides more freedom rather than yeah, less and, freedom, and that it disappears. And it actually does the opposite. And that's maybe just my point.
But I think also the like particular challenge for Copenhagen is that it's almost impossible to make like um or it's not impossible but in this particular scene it's kind of hard to make like a queer exclusive space because the scene is so small um and so we just we're kind of forced to i don't know like communicate with people who don't necessarily understand the rules and also like the the techno scene is not queer at mm. all not at, not um generally and like i think a lot of people from the from the old like old techno days in copenhagen which and this guy this particular promoter is part of this like old scene they are definitely not queer and their approach is very much like that techno is about complete freedom and no rules and being like um yeah this like um little community that exists outside of everything else and they have their own like yeah space without limitations they're all um, about they're all about peace love unity and respect but but uh, only for white cis men yeah that like the peace, or love, that, unity, that's, that's how it that's how it becomes when you don't try to enforce any kind yeah. of other um hierarchy then it's gonna reflect the rest of society when when the ambassadors are working on the floor do you find that um it's a combination of both people coming up to you seeking help and you going and like questioning a situation if you see something that looks maybe a little bit suspicious yeah i'd say it's pretty much a mix um I personally, when I'm on the floor, I try to intervene as little as possible, unless, of course, I see something that looks um, very uncomfortable. But <clears throat> generally, I I hope that people will like see me as a person that they can come to and contact if they experience anything. Mm. Um, because also because we don't want people to feel like they're being watched, obviously. Um, and I personally like I really don't like feeling like uh like an kind of like an undercover cop or something like I I just want to be present and and then people know that if there's a situation they can come to me or the, any other club mafia member and they will be taken seriously but I also think it depends a lot on the different venue or the different party yeah and like tonight because it's it's Friday in Copenhagen Uh, Club Mafia is at three different parties and I can not to predict but I know kind of how that it's like a different they will be having a different job at each party um, one of the parties has a whole BPAC lineup and have done a lot for uh, talking about this be before the event and Uh, one of the parties Club Mafia has been to many times, um, so they're also used to Club Mafia being there. And, and one of the places is the first time Club Mafia is there. And it depends a lot on yeah, the, the place and, and what party and where.
So, like, for instance, when we're working at the club Visione, which is the main club in Copenhagen, like the main techno club in Copenhagen for underground techno, at least, <clears throat> um, we like we also have we also work together with the bouncers. So we know that we can contact the bouncers if there's a situation where someone actually has to be kicked out of the club, which is, of course, always the sort of last solution. But sometimes, unfortunately, this is necessary. And then, then we have to, then we have to contact the bouncers because that's like we're not really qualified to to do that kind of job. Um, we're more on the on the conversation level or the dialogue level. Um, so yeah, so when we go out and work, we need to know that that the yeah the club and the bouncers will have our back and will be supportive of the decisions that we make on the floor. Do you um, does Club Mafia have um, like certain training or skills when it comes to drug use or like mis misuse? I guess um, like I, you know. Obviously, I don't. I don't think you're all medics, but like, um, do you have like a first line of knowledge? Maybe like just um, recognizing signs that someone um, needs help, or maybe took too much drug, or the wrong drug, or the the wrong combination, etc. Only based on like years of party experience, but it is something that we would really like to to have some kind of proper real knowledge about. I think also Club Mafia started pretty much as an initiative where it was better to just do something instead of just keep doing nothing. So, um, so the whole educational aspect is definitely something that we want to add to it. But um, if if that had been like um, like something that we felt like we needed to do before we could start the initiative, then it probably would have postponed been postponed like forever um so it's something that we're that we want to work on now i think in copenhagen it's like we don't really talk about it and because sometimes people understand talking about it as if we are suggesting people to start using drugs and i would just like us to be able to have more of a conversation about it and more of a view on drug use as something you don't have to hide mm-hmm. because that's when the, the shit gets serious. That's when you are hiding your drug use. Yeah. And that's when the more serious shit happens, I think. Yeah, and it also prevents people from sharing experiences and sharing knowledge about what what to do and what not to do because, yeah, because there's no platform for talking about it mm. and mostly when it's talked about by the media or by some sort of and it's, it's always from this perspective where we have to investigate it and like see what it is and what is this and blah 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 and otherwise it's it's always something coming coming out of a heroin drug abuse talking about how that was and we don't really have like just a conversation about it mm. have you um had experiences where um, you're met with resistance, like on the floor, like in a moment? Often when, or sometimes when I've tried to engage in a dialogue with a person who's been behaving badly towards someone else, they will get really defensive 
and like say no no i didn't do this or that um or i i thought the other person wanted me to or whatever and they yeah they just instantly try to explain away also i think because we're kind of like um they they often they get explained the rules or like the guidelines at the door so they know kind of that they're not supposed to do these things so then when we when we tell them they instantly start fearing that like oh god i'm gonna get thrown out like i want to stay at this party and then they just go into like defensive mode which is which kind of sucks because that actually makes it worse like if people were gonna just um own up to what they did and say like hey I totally understand. I'm really sorry. Um, I wasn't thinking I'm too drunk or whatever. Maybe I should just get a glass of water. Then that would be fine. Then would we, we would be like, okay, sure. Just like, don't do this again. Thank you.
can people find your like your literature and your philosophies like I know you have a little social media presence we are very millennial in Club Mafia only um, only to be found uh, in on Instagram at the moment and yeah so Instagram is where we you can you can go and follow our Instagram to see which party we are at um, we always write out uh, where we are each weekend, so you can follow Club Mafia just to know where to go if you want to experience some sort of safer space vibe. Um, and we use the Instagram also for talking about the nightlife and how we think it could be better, how we think we could. Actually, when we started Club Mafia, um, we went to one party performing the Safer Space Ambassador job. And the next thing I know, I was uh, I was actually in Berghain and I got an email from <laughs> Politiken, which is the biggest newspaper in Denmark who has heard about this initiative. And then uh, one month later, we were on the cover of this newspaper. And <laughs> so from there, Club Mafia was kind of like, a thing also in the media and we have been someone in contact to talk about nightlife and I think that's also why I've been participating in a lot of talks and in a lot of radio uh, programs and but it's nice so so we've also just become this kind of like safer space voice in because there's a lot of discussions going on in Copenhagen and in the Copenhagen nightlife among different promoters and festivals and stuff about how to sort of how to do this, how to make um, the nightlife safer um, for minorities and women. So like Club Mafia um, had a lot of media exposure during, during the very short time that they have existed. And, and we want to take the platform that we have and the voice that we have and be able to First of all, give it to um, to a more diverse crowd and make make give make people and voices who that haven't been heard yet also being heard through our platform. And like Freya said, that we also want to talk about the nightlife experience in a more holistic sense, meaning that um, as in we did the scene that that fire was a part of baking we we talked about also the preparations and the thoughts you do before you go to a party and 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 also talk about um what happens after a party and and that would also make us able to talk about using drugs and um just talk about the whole nightlife experience in in there yeah so like expanding the understanding of safer spaces um, to extend beyond the party. So it it's already something that is created in people's minds before they go to a party and their preparation and like what kind of um, expectations people have for going out. And also after the party, obviously, like how to get home safely, how to take yourself when you're tired after a party and stuff like this so the safer space is not restricted to the party alone 
the party is something you contribute to and not something you you take from that that you are part of creating the party as well and but it will also give us um that will also give us the ability to talk about using drugs and what does it mean to have a calm down what sort of preparations do you want to do before you go out but i think we are not going to stop being on the floor because that's like one of the things i like with club mafia is that we are not only talking about it we are actually taking action and that was also how club mafia started was to to do something mm. and we're still figuring it out but but we are present at the parties trying to be the safe space ambassadors almost every weekend we're gonna have a party at this venue outside of copenhagen which is nice because the venue that we usually work at um Vesidene is like in the dead center of copenhagen which presents its own challenges with like yeah just the kind of crowd that goes there so having a party in a place that's a bit outside of the city is a big plus because that There's like a selection process already in the fact that people have to go a bit further away to go to a party. Um, And already there, I think you get a lot of good vibes because when people choose to go to a place, they often also choose to behave better than when they just drop in and out of a place. Yeah, and you don't want to get kicked out of a party where it takes you half an hour to get back to the city. So so that's really nice. Um, And we're doing... Are we doing it together with... It ends still. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing it together with the people who have the club in the city center. Um, or they're like, they, they're like, um, it was, I think it was them who, who made it possible to, to do it at this venue. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there, it, there's a lot of res- responsibility on our shoulders with this one. But yeah, and I just instantly asked, you fire to do it because <laughs> you have done parties before that has been going really well but yeah so yeah i just took all the responsibility and put on you <laughs> yeah so we'll see how it goes <laughs> i'm i'm pretty confident it will be a really good party with great vibes and if there are any bad vibes at least people will be like can be confident that they will be taken seriously if there is anything. Yeah, and, and I guess that's kind of the most that we can ever promise, whether yeah. we're doing a party or being present at a party. Yeah, there's for me at least. I've been thinking a lot about um, sort of weighing whether we want people to be feel more safe or to feel more resilient. And and it's a mix of both, of course, but it's it's also really important for us to just um, to yeah to empower people also to um, to yeah be more resilient towards bad experiences because you can ne- we'll never be able to guarantee people that that they're never going to experience anything bad in the nightlife, but we can try to change the culture so that it's easier to to be taken seriously and also to to take action yourself and feel like you have the power to take action against this kind of discrimination. Yeah, because that would actually if you could if you can be able to feel like you're taking action yourself, that's even better than getting yeah, help from Club Mafia. Yeah, for sure. 
Faire mauvais chant. Faire mauvais chant. Faire mauvais chant. Faire mauvais chant.